We here, skirted back in the building. It's that time, yet again, another week, another episode of No Cool Down Podcast, episode eighty-two. I, I think eighty-two. I, I do not know how to say it in a language. If somebody could be able to help me with that, that's great. But just leave in the comments below because my language comprehension outside of English is fucking terrible. But we're here nonetheless to talk about these games. We are just outside of the uh, uh, of the purview of the uh, c- continuation of another Xbox developer direct. And we're here to break some stuff down to talk about these games, what happened over the past week. And of course, I'm here with my good sir, the partner in crime. When easy, he is here. How you doing, man? I'm chilling, chilling, man. Just got off watching some pretty cool stuff coming down the pipeline and honestly just enjoying the day. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. It's been, it's been, a, it's been a very, very nice, calm week. You know what I'm saying? The gaming news is on a steady flow. We're getting into the year. Uh, people who are outside of No Cooldown Podcast, you may have seen something called the video game draft that went down uh, uh, over the past couple of days to the week. So that's been really cool to see. Uh, I might leave some in the description for y'all to go check out some uh, some fun stuff that we're doing on another channel. But uh, it all race all this stuff relates to everything, man. Because all about this game and stuff at the end of the day 2024 is going to be a good year and you can make an even better year for us by rating this podcast five stars make sure you head to all these dang audio podcast platforms and drop a five star rating share the podcast let people know that we out here man just search up no cool down podcast we'll be right there on all platforms no cool down podcast uh and yeah just just rock with us man 2024 is a long year we got a lot of content to go oh shoot and i don't even want to you know what i'm saying it might be a little bit no it's not even early they dropped, they dropped a couple hours ago. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Your boys might be, you know what I'm saying, in a, in a little trailer from a game or something like that. They might be in a little a little snippet, some little promo stuff for a game. I don't know, man. No rest for the wicked. Shout-outs to Private Division. Shout-outs to them over there. They uh, they include your boys in a little, you know what I'm saying, like a uh, hype little promo reel and stuff from uh, all the reactions from the Gamer Awards. So, uh, hey, shout-outs to them, bro. When any words on that? No, I'm actually really excited for the game. Shout-out to Private Division. Or even just you thinking of a little old us, uh, really do appreciate it. And I cannot wait to get my hands on that game. Hunted, hunted, man. We had, listen. I, we we got we got to talk private vision. We got to talk about that joint, man. It is is it looks good. We're excited and we're just happy to be on that there, man. Honestly, it means a lot. So we appreciate that. Uh, honestly, some nice a nice opening to 2024 for the squad at No Cool Down. But speaking of you know opening, we got to open up the show and talk about the stories for the week. When is you ready? Born ready. Let's get to it, man. First and foremost, we had a couple of different hits on Square Enix in, in this episode. They might be the most mentioned, but to start off, Square Enix uh, for their upcoming title, Foam Stars, have confirmed that they are using AI art in the production of this game now there is some confirmation behind that we have some stuff from vgc uh again one of the executives uh has said that you know all the all the uh, main art you know what i'm saying all the core elements those are made by hand however they did want to experiment with ai as well so some parts of that are you know what i'm saying there uh they said in terms of the content of the game it makes up about 0.01 percent or even less but we dab we dabbled in it by creating these icons in the game so uh interesting the the album covers were also uh what's it called uh ai generated for the music that was featured in the phone star soundtrack uh and they were just you know trying to dabble it and i believe it was mid journey that they were using for a lot of that stuff to, to kind of create certain images so uh how are we feeling about 
this 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 kind of little foray is a little dip the toe from Square Enix in the AI side on Foam Stars. I feel like it's just unnecessary. Um, like I understand, hey, we were you know we just wanted to test out AIR to see what that was what that was hitting for. I just felt like I feel like there's just no reason for you, the gaming company, to to, to do that, right? I think there's people who are already looking into AI art. Let those people experiment with that. Let them, you know, let the people who are mm. dealing with AI deal with AI. I don't like this little like, oh, no, of course, we just dip in the toe. We're not doing anything crazy. But it's not like they're they're saying we'll never do it again. Like, it's a, of course, you're dipping the toe. They're going to keep doing it. It's gonna only going only gonna to get worse for people who are trying to get those small little jobs. And even though it's a point one little zero percent or whatever, it's still work that could have gone to somebody and either bolstered their portfolio help them like it, it's still art it's still a, a job that could have been done given or, or given to somebody else now if you're telling me that like you guys are overworked to the point where nobody can take on this extra extra thing i understand that but even then i would say i'd rather just scrap that part than having ai do it you know because again i just don't like the idea of developers getting comfortable using uh machines that to do work that could be given to somebody or or even like a small intern like hey you're you're working you would do you want to work with us and do like these small little things like i know you want to get into video games why don't you become an intern for us uh we'll give you the experience put your name into credit and all you got to do is make these little icons or do whatever like i, I think that's an amazing trade-off for somebody who's fresh out of college or going to college kind of thing you know like there's mm -hmm. ways around it yeah i it's just like <sighs> with the we talked about it last week as well the, the the ai deal for stuff in video games already being a thing and like they're they're kind of like revving the engine on that and starting to really get get farther in that pursuit in that lane now we're seeing ai actually in the game production itself in full uh it's concerning i'm not gonna lie it is very very concerning to the fact that again there could have been people there are definitely 100 a ton of a logo artists out there who could have been commissioned to help make this work and understand the feel you know what i'm saying it is what it is but i i i am worried especially in the case of square enix because let's not be so quick to forget i love square enix square enix makes one of my favorite again game series of all time my favorite game series of all time but we got to call bs and, and and potential harmful things out when it's possible and they were at the forefront of that crypto thing when it was like really taken off they had like them and ubisoft were like the two prominent names i remember had a lot of news almost every week talking about oh we gotta we gotta double down on our crypto thing gotta double down on the uh, nft stuff gotta double down on you know xyz and 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 trying to introduce practices that really weren't beneficial entirely for again the the team that were associated with them and the people who are going to be consuming the game so it's like at the end of the day, I know what this is. This is just profit shaving. This is just like, yo, you guys are trying to keep your margins as high as possible. You want to save as much time as possible. You don't want to hire as many human hands as possible to make this art because that might charge you more. And, you know, you're just kind of trying to find another path around through mid journey. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it to me, it sucks because there's, uh, again, great people out there who make great art. And I don't want this to be the introduction to so many more people losing their jobs and so much so so much more potential like different styles and different interpretations and different executions of art being muddled or kind of thrown into a random melting pot because mid journey you know is just around and people are like oh we'd rather just be cheap and just do this you know what I'm saying pay this little fee and get mid journey to pump these out rather than you know possibly create some 
different art, something that that comes from human hands. To me, I, I feel like we got to have hard limiters on this type of stuff, in my opinion or at least a very strong proven case, especially from the account of the artists and developers themselves. I don't want to hear it from publishers and execs. I want to go to the source. If this is helpful, if this something like this is helpful for, again, the people in the studios like, hey, you know, like, okay, we really couldn't find it based on the constraints of time. We divvied up this project. It's like 95% here. This is what we did that's like regular. And this is what we did. We, we sourced our own, you know what I'm saying, our own art from inside our own engines or team or whatever. And we told them to synthesize something XYZ that's very minimal and saved us all time. If we can hear it from the artists themselves, you know what I'm saying? If we get a clear, like clear, clear, I guess, good judgment or, or clearance from the team themselves, from the artists themselves, from the people who are working day in and day out in, you know, not necessarily in competition, but before proceeding stuff like this AI art stuff. Then I'll say, okay, fine, cool. As long as they're cool with it, I'm okay with it. But I don't think that's going to be necessarily the case across the board. So that's all I'm saying. We need to value the account of the artists and the people who are on the front lines of making art in this conversation, especially those that, again, these game studios who are making these things happen. So, you know, does this impact the uh, standing of foam stars a little bit? Oh, 100%. In this day and age, it's, it's definitely going to take a little bit of a, a sour taste because it's, it's it's that. Hope it doesn't kill the game on, on, on release, you know what I'm saying? But it definitely does take a little bit of a, a hit in the public eye. Yeah, it's sad to see. Um, and it it is it is quite enough to get some people not to pick this game up whatsoever. It is a game that is coming in brand new. You know, not a lot of people are hearing about it or sitting there like, yeah, man, I can't. I'm all I'm all for this uh this what you, this this foam stars. So like it hurting your hurting your your perception in front of the public opinion when this is a new IP like that's tough, man. But hey, yeah. each their own. To each their own, man. For real, for real, bro. But we can uh, slide on to the next thing, man. Damn it, Square. Damn it. But pushing on here, we've had a lot of buzz and rumors around. Again, I feel like every week this is just like Elden Ring. It's Erd Tree Watch. This is Erd Tree Watch. Not like Tornado Watch. It's not Hurricane Watch. It's Erd Tree Watch. I'm about to put a whole like da -da 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 official bulletin and everything because more and more people are looking at all the fine print codes and details of Elden Ring posted everywhere on the internet and we're finding more evidence that it could be a, a, a 2024 collab a 2024 drop for sure but but we've seen some inklings and signs uh through a dlc package being updated on steam recently uh i believe in the past couple of days uh, on the on the 15th you know what i'm saying something was updated on steam and i think before there was a music update on spotify or another music services app that updated the soundtrack of of elden ring is this just hearsay or is this actually giving some more breadcrumbs to we're getting something sooner rather than later for elden ring dlc talk to me when I feel like I kind of want to say the Elden Ring DLC will drop this year. I, if I'm not mistaken, they're working on other games. They already released Armored Core. Like I could see people going out of leaving Armored Core and going back to working on the on the the Elden Ring DLC. I think this year would be a really good year for them to to bring back their game or to bring relevance back to Elden Ring, just because it doesn't seem like a very packed year for some for from software. So this would be like from a marketing perspective or just like. Uh, a, a publisher's perspective like the best time to drop some from so software stuff just be like yo we're still around be aware um but also giving their studios time to create 
other games. I now how far I think if we're hearing things like this, I would want to say we're not going to get anything until maybe the earliest would be the fall. That's mm. what I think. But if there's a new DLC, I definitely and I have I've redownloaded uh, Elden Ring. And I do plan on going back. Um, but I I think that a lot of people are going to be really happy with this and me me as well. I can't wait to see where they go with the the world. Yeah, nah, listen, man. All I got to say is, do I want to be bold and predict something crazy? Absolutely. Uh, give me give me a first half of 2024. Give me a first half of 2024 if we're going to say it. Well, I'm wondering where they could drop the news of this. I mean, they might just drop it at random because they have enough gravitas in their name. Um, I don't know, man. I would give if it dropped in, I would say, honestly, no, not OK, not first half. Maybe August. If I have a guess, August. August is when they would drop it. They probably give themselves a bit more time. I would have said April beforehand, but I'm not sure now if they didn't if they didn't drop stuff something by now or by the end of this month. I don't know if we're gonna get it first half. But I'm gonna say as a safe bet, it'll drop in August. That's 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 my guess right there. Simple as. I can see that. I think yeah. it'll be a good. I think that would be a good time for them to drop. I just haven't heard enough, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, me neither. If it if it'll go, you know, what I'm saying I feel like it has to. If it's gonna drop first half, it has to say something now. It can't just do it. You know, what I'm saying like it just. It can't just drop out of the blue like that. Or maybe they could, but I don't think that's normally how they operate. If anything, I'd say they just have a big drop at um, what's it called, the game summer game fest and stuff like that, and say, hey, um, see y'all at the end of summer. Bye, and then just dip off. I, I think yeah. I think that would make more sense for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see, man. Hey, whoever, whoever gonna bet with me, you know what I'm saying? The parlay is up. Y'all gonna owe me some money. But, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out in post, guys. Don't worry. Uh, moving on here. Uh, now, this was sparking up a lot of controversy and uh, just, just a lot of debate over the past week. According to one executive at uh, the Assassin's Creed and uh, Prince of Persia maker Ubisoft, there's been... Uh, just some consideration, just some understanding that he basically said, uh, if you're looking at the different subscription services out there, gamers are just going to have to understand to get used to the fact of they might not own their games with the rise of subscription services. And if they want subscription services to really take off for video games, people just have to get used to not owning them. Now, this 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 hit the hornet's nest. I ain't gonna lie to you. When give me your reaction. Stupid. Uh, that's my reaction. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, it's worse than that. <laughs> I don't get why these people speak. You know, <laughs> if I was making money as like any any awful, because I don't want to say awful. I don't want to say these people are awful people just because of the jobs they hold, but. I'm making money hand over fist with these video games. People saying things like, you're just gonna have to get used to getting screwed more is kind of bananas, you know? Why, like you wouldn't say that about people who who have movie collections, you know? Like what would, why would, like I understand streaming is cool. I like streaming services, right? I love, I love Game Pass, I love Netflix. I have DVDs and Blu-rays of movies that I know I'm going to watch more than once, or I don't want to have to wait for a streaming service to to put it on there. And that's another thing that a lot of people don't understand in the gaming space uh, is that saying like, people are just gonna have to get used to not owning their games. That's kind of only really said 
if you have access to a majority of the games out via a reliably cheap streaming service, right? Like, I'm not upset that I don't own all the Stranger Things seasons because it's a show that I'm not really super interested in, but I know that if I just want to watch it for one month or whatever, I'll throw down 12, 14, I don't know how much Netflix is these days. It's probably like, what, 19 or something like that? Mm, uh, two, uh, two, two motherfucking high. That's what that is. Too damn much, for sure. Uh, Absolutely. But that's a podcast for another day. Mm-hmm. That's actually, that's, a, that's for the trailer trove at some point. Oh, me. But um, I can reliably be like, hey, I'm going to do this. The only reliable service we kind of have is Game Pass. PlayStation is good, but it doesn't have, it doesn't have a majority of the games that people want to play, right? The games that I want to play are not on these services day one, except for literally just Game Pass. And even they don't have every game announced on day one on Game Pass. So for me, I am going to say, sir, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't understand the financial situations of a lot of gamers. And to sit here and pretend like, I mean, like who cares about owning a game? That's real disrespectful to your own company because imagine somebody spent years, make six years making a, a game for you guys. People are enjoying it. And then all of a sudden it gets taken off the streaming platform. How do you think the devs are going to feel? How do you think the fans are going to feel? You're going to tell them, hey, you got to go buy it now instead. But you just said they don't own it. What, what are you going to take it off of my out of my my library? It just seems like you're moving real slimy. And I don't I don't like that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um. And I, I, some of the quotes uh, in this article that were that were on IGN as well, they tried to you know make it seem like again they got to get comfortable, like oh gamers have to get comfortable with the fact of not owning your game, but you know you can say you can expect that in the model the games will exist, the service will continue, and you'll be able to access them when you feel like. That's reassuring. No, it's not reassuring. It's not reassuring, brother. It's it's not. And it's it's just the thing. It's like, and then you also quoted it was here. Streaming is also a thing that works really well with subscription. So you pay when you need it, as opposed to paying for it all the time. Um, I mean, I, I don't think I'm paying seventy dollars all the time for accessing my, you know, what I'm saying my one-time purchase of a physical copy of a game. I just maybe, you know, I get some people, you know, what I'm saying gaming is a very expensive pastime, and I'm not going to shut any anybody out or be ignorant to that fact. But when it comes down to the ownership you know what i'm saying this is the same xbox always online the drm not trading games and stuff like that this is the same argument this is the same ballpark of of rhetoric that we're getting back into again about this ownership stuff and i i think that the industry some people in the industry are desperate to see this subscription model prevail because it, it, it they can tap into profits and exposure that they've only seen one service have and that's xbox game pass in this lane again in entertainment you have the the streaming services of netflix the hulus and all stuff like that they've already taken it over because there's been no safeguard against it there's they've already kind of destroyed that barrier of physical copies and and you know theatrical releases and tied this stuff to you know you got to be at home you got to get the scripture blah 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 there was no barriers to entry there there's no cons there, there wasn't enough consumer blockage to let that to let that be stopped you know what i'm saying in the gaming space where all these games are predominantly bought one time fee you know what i'm saying you get it either digital or physical copy you know what i'm saying physical copies started to dwindle a little bit but that's a part of the problem in general like I feel like a lot of these execs are just trying to push for it because they see the profit line. They see the profit line of, oh, streaming is more accessible. We just got to make sure they don't own their games. And that's the problem. Like, 
they want it to be a consistent cycle when I just want it to be transactional. Like, yo, I'm paying you one time for this game for most of these things. Again, if 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 your service is worthy enough, you know what I'm saying, if it has enough like weight to it, like again, a game pass, then maybe I'll buy in to get some games on a limited basis. But there's gonna be some games I want to purchase and keep for myself. And when I purchase it, I I expect to keep it, have my ownership, i.e. when if shit goes down, if if Lizard Squad takes y'all shit down, or if one day y'all change, you know what I'm saying, change the mood in y'all weather, or the Death Star hits hits somebody's home and y'all turn evil and shit, y'all can't take what I have away. That's that's the simple fact of it. It's just the ownership part. And it's like I I don't I don't get it. I I mean I do get it from a business sense. Like, okay, you're trying to make as much money as possible, and subscription models are a very sure sure fire model to again get more more money out of people over a longer period of time because it's in small increments but it adds up blah 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 but i don't think gaming needs to turn this way honestly you know i don't i don't think it does and it's just annoying that it keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed and unfortunately there are going to be some people who fall for it there could be some people who fall for that full time you know what i'm saying everything they own is subscription service when you know what i'm saying they might need to take a step back or maybe own a couple more things you know what i'm saying and maybe curtail this but uh it's just annoying i don't want it i don't want it my humble opinion from the bottom of my heart i'm like just let us have the games that we want to have if you want to get it on subscription service cool but there's got to be that leg room for again just owning our own games as consumers and physical ownership i don't care how much people are trying to erase it from the history books and all stuff and erase it from what we do today i want physical media to still be there and i'm i'm i gotta make my best efforts to make sure i'm i'm batting it down my hatches to get what i need from a physical standpoint because they're trying to take it all away and that's kind of the the start of the slippery slope towards we don't own shit physically and that's that to me that's a problem yeah it's awful i hate the the trend that this is going for and it's but it's never the creatives that are doing it. it's never the people with the the big bright ideas it's the people who profit off of it that decide that think that these ideas are good mm-hmm. which is very telling of what their priorities are in the the, the creation of these things 100 100 man it just uh it's annoying we don't want to hear about that shit and, and and this and this is the shit that kills me too ubisoft uh, ubisoft exec tries to slip in this terrible ass idea and this thinking in the same week and a half span that probably one of your saving graces this year drops so the prince of persia drops and you have all this you know what i'm saying this all this fanfare all this surprise people like oh this is a great game this is a good pickup good job ubisoft you guys are doing great blah 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 and then you drop this comment and i were like oh ubisoft screw you guys you're like yeah y'all suck you know what i'm saying what are you guys what are you guys doing here with that thinking you guys suck and it's just not that's not on that's not on man i i I don't know man i hate these veiled uh, you can't take the win you know what i'm saying without y'all saying something crazy on the back end of it it's always got to be one it's always always gonna come with both you you guys give you know what i'm saying a little bit of ice cream and all this you know what i'm saying like crazy ass like 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 cast oil and shit on the other side of it like why do you guys speak when you guys are ahead you have a good thing on your hands with the prince of Persia stuff and then you come with these comments it's just annoying the timing of this as well Mm-hmm. Mm-mm, man, couldn't couldn't even give Prince of Persia some time to breathe for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Go back to the gutters. It's it's just it's just rough. It's just rough, man. Ubisoft, fix up, fix up. All right, pushing on to the next story here. We had a lot of rumors in the rumor mill at the top of the year from the coalition on the Xbox side of things that we may get a Gears of War collection. 
Now that we've heard that it may it may be in testing at this point, and there, there may be some credibility to these claims here. Uh, many have anticipated that the Ultimate Edition, uh, Gears 2, Gears 3, Gears 4, and Judgment, all of them, all of them up to this point, will be you know either reimagined rebuffed i don't know what exact format is going to come in but the entire collection will be there uh we've heard some rumors about online play being again just just transferred over as is uh might be a pooled list i'm thinking in the minds of a, a master chief collection uh type of type of vibe uh when how do you feel about this uh, you know this rumor stirring up and, and the gears of war collection possibly coming in uh I don't know. This kind of news, like I don't really even like care much for, because it's like I I think it'd be cool to play Gears One on PC, because I have I if I'm not I don't think they're on as of the recording. I'm not sure if they're on or not. I know one Gears of War One was released on PC, but two and three, and that's the main. I never beat all one, and then I found out that one and two aren't there, and I was like, I'm not buying an Xbox. So I'm I'm gonna just set this where it is. I think that it's it would be cool. Am I excited for it? No, we're in the we're makes where like now a isn't even hype anymore. Like every is almost expected. Like unless you do something wild, like we're remastering Sly One and Two, something that people would be like, whoa, whoa, we didn't expect this at all. Like it had to be something very obscure. Gears is still relevant to the today. Um, some people would say Dead Game. I don't really believe so because I'm sure if I was to jump in right now, I could find a match. That that's but the only reason thing I the only reason I would want to see Gears one and two and three is just because they weren't on PC. Uh, that would be cool, but it's not really. I'm not gonna be jumping at the coalition like, well, thank you guys so much. Like it's like, cool, like awesome. Uh, where is I guess Gears seven at this point? I think they didn't make six yet. I could be. I think no, only five. I, yeah, they didn't. I don't think they made six yet. I don't oh, think. God. Yeah, but I I would like to see. I don't I, like. I don't know what the what if this franchise can continue on because I feel like not not much changes enough to. But like when I played four and then I played five because I was playing multiplayer a little bit, not much changed to me. Like it felt very similar, and I was just like, "Well, what am I? What are, what are people? Why am I playing this whole? You know what I'm saying? Like the only reason mm -hmm. I'm the only reason I'm playing this is because it's on Game Pass. If this wasn't on Game Pass, you're not getting me at, for a a Gear Six. You're not mm -hmm. gonna get me to spend sixty dollars because why am I getting this? Which is kind of sad because this game was like at one point seen as like a COD rival. I feel like like the esports scene was kind of nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, hundred, hundred, and honestly, again, for for the sake of Xbox, I feel like this is this is this is a good move. If it's if there is any truth to this, you know what I'm saying. If there is any truth to this, I think this is a really good move. I would want to see it back. And again, as long as the multiplayer is pulled in, uh, I guess they'll do it on. They'll they'll create the the. I'm not sure if they'll kind of separate the experiences like that but i'm 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 almost certain that they'll go in a route of master chief collection where they kind of pull all of those things back into one multiplayer system and then they'll have kind of like just those modes maps and stuff available they might playlist it out to kind of separate each game or or certain playlists and modes and stuff but i i think this is a good move gears i haven't heard or seen from gears in a few years and i don't think it's as relevant as you think it is you know what i'm saying at this point in time overall of course you know what i'm saying gears one of the most pivotal you know what i'm saying shooters third third person shooters in xbox history uh it's, it's it was again a life a lifeline and one of the standouts and cornerstones of the 360 era going into the xbox one era um 
I just think that right now, while there's not really that much hype on a sequel for any Gears iteration, I think this is a good stopgap for them. If they can put enough love and TLC into this, this can bring a lot of people back in and generate more buzz on the Gears franchise. I feel like, again, where did, where did Gears, Gears 5 come out? Like 20, 20? Uh, I want to say it was 2020. 2019 2019 it's 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 literally been almost what five years about almost five years almost five years since gears five again gears four was a couple years before that it's been a long time and this is one franchise where i think from uh from gears one all the way up to I about to say wherever they were talking about uh to gears four and judgment um i don't kind of rate judgment because judgment was kind of ass but that's beside the point uh from one to four we'll just say that it's well deserved for some type of again facelift or reintroduction back into the xbox audiences i see this as one again that good way to just revitalize any buzz for the ip in general because we haven't seen it in so long and and it's kind of been cast aside by a lot of people it can be an exclusive online multiplayer game and another one you know what i'm saying kind of stick it to sony who don't really got any multiplayer joints right now first party drop that on people go xbox pc day one or on game pass whatever you want to drop it from and two when you're leading back into more first party titles that's in the future a gear six in in this instance you're building up the train for that ip specifically for that iteration of the ip specifically not just oh yeah it's more you know what i'm saying like oh yeah the gears is jet thing is back let's keep playing collection nah you build that up people say oh yeah we love gears and new people say oh shoot i didn't know about gears that's dope and then we had the sixth one come out and you're only bolstering your your the buzz that goes towards another first party title and with the way i think uh xbox are going to approaches over the next few years with you know they might loan some first party titles out to the masses to help them build some buzz and other ones are going to try and keep building internally to kind of expand the heavy hitters in the ecosystem this is a good play to me if, if this holds true i think this is a very good play yeah i yeah. hope so man because i think i i would like to see them succeed um because i mean a it's like Halo is kind of in a rough spot, but like I think that the steps that Halo has made, I gotta give them, you know, their props. Mm -hmm. They for, stuck in. For moving forward, like they're yeah, they're, they... they're digging their boots heels in, and they're they're saying we're still relevant. This is still relevant. We're gonna make you care. And I hope they do the same for for Gears, man. Mm hmm. Hundred percent. Hundred percent, man. Gotta gotta credit it, man. But Microsoft, if they can if they can weave this in right. They have a lot of firepower on their hands. Imagine if they get enough from the Gears collection to be firing and that gets buzz again for the next Gears. They have COD, you know what I'm saying? So even though COD's multiplayer, it's still going to be perceived as something on their wheelhouse that they'll get money from all sides from. And if they have somehow, if they somehow get Halo really firing, firing again in terms of the public eye, like that could be a they have they have the three again the three most dominant shooters of the past probably 20 years the three most popular ones you know what i'm saying outside of baby mm -hmm. the brs like that's that's serious business that's serious business that they're cooking with going into the next you know few years so uh again ho hopefully this gears of war news is true all right pushing on here we got an update on gta 6 and where did we get this update from none other then uh teddy penderass down t pain uh as he said on one of his streams uh live uh, across his uh platforms he's been working with rockstar games on gta 6 uh he was asked a question about rp and why he doesn't do it anymore and uh he was like yeah and i quote 
I used to be on no pixel then I started working on GTA 6 and they told me I couldn't do RP anymore they had this whole speech and uh, you know saying he realized that uh, you know they, they acquired 5M and they're doing their own RP stuff now so we kind of had to like not wean out of it and back out due to some legalities and things like that he got presented so in in simple case T-Pain will be in GTA 6 in some capacity how we feel about this I think it's just really smart. I think it's a phenomenal move on T-Pain's part. Like, mass, masterful gambit, sir. It's gonna be pretty dope. Because no matter what capacity T-Pain is involved in, even if it's just like a radio host, like, I'm still like, oh my God, it's T-Pain. Even if it's just like a side mission or he's just a part of a mission or something along those lines, I would love for him to have like kind of like a bigger role, even if it's like side quest type vibe where like T-Pain is like, yo, I need you to pick up some strippers for a party or something like that. Like, it'd be cool. Um, T-Pain has a really fun personality, He's hilarious. I think he would fit in well in the, he wouldn't even have to really do much in, in terms of acting for this for this role, because I feel like he knows GTA. It's a really good pickup. Shout out to him, really proud of him, happy for him. 100%, again, GTA, uh, good job. You got one right. I mean, you'll mostly get everything right, but this is this is a good sign that this is going to be a banger game, bro. You can't have a Miami-based game without having some Miami, Broward County, South Florida-based legends to have on the soundtracks. This is what I'm talking about. I need to hear Teddy Bang classics, bro. I, I, I need it. I need it. Like, buy you a drink? Going, going down, you know what I'm saying, the strip? Come on now. What are they t listen this this is this is some serious business that we talking about here man this is a great addition t-pain is gonna kill it no matter what capacity he's in honestly i hope they make him a character as well as as, as have his music just across whatever stations and stuff on gta but i think at least at, at minimum for sure it's gonna be a station he's gonna have music again woven through there whether it be new music whether it be his old classics i don't know exactly what but uh it's gonna be dope it's gonna be dope and i can't wait to see who else they have uh you know what i'm saying locked in for this they should have yeah they should have a lot of good like again south florida legends on this if they have t-pain i think that's a good marker to say they're gonna cover the gamut of a, a lot of different you know what i'm saying south florida artists that we want to see in there so good stuff i love it i love it all right pushing through here um yeah smite 2 smite 2 Smite 2 has been announced again. Smite 2 is apparently boasting full crossplay, cross progression, a whole bunch of changes and tweaks to come through. I believe it's being, uh, you know, saying built up in a new engine. I think it's Unreal 5, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yep. and, and there's a lot of stuff coming through for the game. There's a closed alpha that's coming in spring. Uh, when? You know what I'm saying? You know a little bit about Smite, man. How you feel about it? Uh, I played a bit of Smite way back in the day. Definitely a really good MOBA. Uh, it was. It was the saving grace for Paragon fans. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, man. The, the, the forgotten uh, one. Hey, man. Big old predecessor. Uh, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people flocked to do Smite when that happened. And honestly, one of the, my biggest complaints about Smite, because I play MOBAs. I'm a huge league addict. Please get me out of this uh, forsaken <laughs> life. Um, and it's fun. The only issue I always had was that the game feels stupid old. Even though it's new, it's getting updated frequently. It has a bunch of characters, has a bunch of skins, great collabs, et cetera, et cetera. Like, there's so many reasons I like to love the game. To me, it always kind of felt old, felt a little janky. It was kind of a little ugly to look at. Smite 2, um, I cannot say that it is. It's still not It's not out, so I can't say that it is still ugly. Uh, <laughs> but they, they do still have some of the UI that I truly do hate to look at. 
I understand why it's there. It is very valuable. It's very important information. Still janky to me. <laughs> but it, the 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 characters look really good. Like a lot of the, the textures and everything look phenomenal. I think that this is going to be a really good addition to this. I think this is going to be a really good idea. I know the community is pretty split right now with what they unfortunately have announced uh, about like the way gems are going to work and the way skins are going to work. Mm. Um, a lot of I, I can see a lot of people hating anytime their game gets a number two at the end of it. I completely understand. <laughs> Overwatch again starting. Overwatch one starting the loot box trend, and then Overwatch two starting the let's call it two and make things more expensive trend. Hopefully, Smite won't be more expensive, but it is going to be sad to see people being like, "Hey, I bought this skin X amount of years ago. Now I got to now I got to pay fifty percent of it to buy the skin to have the skin again in the sequel." It is nasty work i also kind of get it though because like they got to make their money somehow and like what are they gonna do i mean they could keep making skins but when you go into smite and you check out any character they have so many different skins it's not even funny so mm, imagine, like bring all those skins over to the new game with the new textures with the new characters because even in league when a character gets a redesign or not a redesign a visual update they have to visually update all these all the skins it takes like one character for example uh would take maybe there's a character that they called uh Skarner in league of legends that's been getting a visual rework for like he's been getting one mm. for like two to three years now they're still working on it well actually he's getting a rework exactly that's not a good example like shivana would be a character yeah. she's still getting her rework and i want to say it's been more than a year and they're still not done just the base skins because when you change the base skins you got to change all the other skins and make sure that they align make sure nothing janky or buggy is happening on that side so I get where they're like, this is going to be a lot of work for us. So it makes sense. Like we're basically remaking the skins. So it makes sense. You have to pay for them. But the fact that you have to use that, the money you already spent is only going to give you 50% back. It's kind of whack. You also look at it from like the doomers perspective. Like, you know, the little like, well, at least because like you, they could easily have been like, nah, we're not giving you anything back. And if you're a big spite fan, I don't think you're not going to play smite too. I don't think that's the case. Cause they did mm -hmm. say smite one will be uh still up they said they said they're not shutting it down they're gonna keep updating it regularly cannot possibly imagine them <laughs> updating it with like a bunch of new characters you know what i'm saying like i can't imagine them being nah, like, oh, it might as well just be qol or something like that yeah like it'll be like yo bro you want to jump back on smite one to play some stuff or maybe there might still be tournaments kind of like a melee type vibe where yeah like, we still run smite one tournaments but two really is where it's at mm -hmm. um because i just can't imagine them splitting their 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 team like that unless they have like they, they, yeah. they give smite one to a new uh, a new team and you know just let them like cut their teeth that game like hey guys here's your game run it how you want learn and then you know we'll, maybe we'll move you around etc cetera, etc cetera. but you know what mm. i mean so yeah. big fan of the visual updates uh i can't wait to see what they do with the game when it's fully released i don't want to judge the hud and all that stuff before it's out because i don't think that it's fair uh, excited to see what 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 champions make it over, what champions don't make it over. Uh, big shout out to my boy Chabracken. That was my, <laughs> my guy in Smite 1. I hope to see Arena back as a playable mode because that was also my favorite mode to play. Arena was cool. Arena no, was a it, good it, mode. Because it, it's just fun. It's just boxing. You're just yep. fighting. Facts. Such a good game. Um, and I'm happy for the community, even though the legacy, coin, the legacy thing does suck. But on the bright side, they're giving you 50% off of skins, whereas... whereas, whereas Overwatch literally said not only are they making a lot of skins inaccessible with the legacy coins, but the legacy coins will let you get like the super basic whack, like, oh, my mercy is purple now. Like that's what legacy I could if I could wipe my ass with legacy coins, it would be it would be more useful than they are to me in Overwatch. <laughs> 
So like the gem thing does suck. It does suck. <laughs> but it's it is better than nothing. But please be vocal about what you don't like because they are listening. Mm, that's real. That's real, man. All I gotta say is uh so I don't get to keep my avatar ang. That's that's what we're saying. That's that's if that that's if my... the skin even makes it over. Damn. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I have nothing else to add. If that's it, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm, uh, man, smite on some bullshit with that skin thing. But no, outside of that, it does look cool, though. It does look cool. Uh, real quick, we can move on here to this piece of news. Uh, again, Square Enix has shown up, but there's a statement from uh, Square Enix's uh, recently uh, hired CEO, uh, and he basically says that the whole entire organization wants to slim down their release lineup to ensure highest quality across their projects. Uh, we have a quote here uh, again, and I quote. We have tried to produce hits by developing a wide variety of titles rather than by focusing on only certain ones. I believe that this has resulted in the splintering of our resource pool. So uh, I when you know what I'm saying they said, hey, we got to relax, tighten up to get better stuff out. How you feel about just that kind of a, a admission of status in terms of their development cycles? Yeah, I mean, anybody could have told you that. I, feel. Uh, I think that I understand why the other approach was taken, though. I think they were just kind of like, if we if we put out like solid bunch of eights or sevens like we're, we're gonna make our money back you know what i'm saying like as long as we keep we keep the content up people are gonna keep keep buying it um but that's not the case no more i feel like a lot of people are more cautious when buying games these days especially with the rise of like game pass if i cannot buy uh like a dragon infinite wealth i will find something to play on game pass until i can buy it right i don't have to like well i'm gonna have, i don't have any other games to play so i guess i'll buy this square enix game or whatever <laughs> Like you gotta come, you gotta come swing, and you gotta you gotta give people a reason to to buy your games. Really, at the end of the day, and like having more, like saturating the market, especially against yourself. If when you're competing against yourself, mm. it's quite difficult. So I am very happy with this approach. I think everybody should be taking this approach. I think everybody should be looking at what Baldur's Gate three did and being like, wow, they delayed their game, came out six years later, and it is huge. It is, it is still talked about till this day. Now, will that give you the bottom... That Will it, will it give you those dollars? I cannot say that it will. You know, I cannot promise you that delaying your game and making sure it's it, it's perfect on release will give you the, the sales that you need. But I can tell you, you will get a good game. And a good game does sell. They do sell. Will they, will they, will they give you as much as three mediocre games? I don't know, because I don't know the numbers. But... Square Enix is kind of in a rocky situation with for, uh, Forspoken not have being as good as it could have mm. been. Final Fantasy 16 was good. It was great. A lot of people weren't saying it was amazing, though. Like, a lot of people weren't sitting here saying that this is the, the, the greatest. I, I've seen a couple people with that reaction, but it, was, it wasn't received like a Boulder's Gate 3. It wasn't Shout received out Nick like Tanner. an Elden Ring. Yeah, like, uh, it wasn't received to the extent where people are like, no, 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 you need to shut up and stop talking about whatever you're talking about because you need to play this game. It was more like, oh, I'm, this game is cool. It's awesome. Dope. Like, that's, that's or spoken could have been better on that level if you guys would have given it more or even just had more time for it you know mm -hmm. so i think that truly i think slowing things down is almost at this point inevitable for all these these creators for all these these companies 100 mm -hmm. percent, and 
and again, I'll, I'll speak to Square Enix first and then circle back to that. Remind me if I get off too far off the track. But for Square Enix, again, this is what needed to happen. Just consider how many stuff, how many things that they're involved in. Again, like the, the partnerships, like the, the, again, the series that they're already working on. You got these, you got the, uh, uh, what the, what the hell is it? all the Dragon Quest side projects and stuff like that. Again, as much as I, I, I anticipated and, and, you know, I'm saying people enjoy Dragon Quest treasures and stuff like that, but it's a lot you get spread too thin you know what i'm saying you can only do so much especially with the financial hits you've been taking over the past year or so with some projects that you bet on and didn't come out as well as as, as intended or expected uh, so this is the only logical thing i would say in terms of a approach standpoint you guys got to thin out focus on the big ones you can expand where you need after the fact but you have to lock in on the biggest projects and i feel like some of that Again, they're aware of that. This is obvious. I think we've all seen this before. And me personally, I have personal stake in this because one of your biggest franchises suffered from some of this resource divestiture, if you if you if you want to put it like that. Kingdom Hearts 3 at launch suffered greatly, in my opinion, because of the hot potato. The change one, the change of engine, of course. You know what I'm saying? Going from the what is it, the luminous to, to Unreal Engine, that was already a big thing. But going from, you know what I'm saying, Osaka team, you know what I'm saying? There was other people involved in it earlier in development it got handed over then this got handed over and it's just like a lot of projects can are, are, are lost in the shuffle and they're lost in the balance because of all this like again like the research allocation you don't have enough you don't have enough to see it through from the offset of a project and that's i feel like it could have been the margin between what was great and what was amazing for final fantasy 16 that could have been what made kingdom Hearts 3 again a much much more palatable product at launch rather than after the fact a couple years later when you drop remind you know it's these things that you have to take a more measured approach with especially with your heavy hitters especially with the biggest series and i bet again final fantasy rebirth hasn't really taken much of a hit from this because they know that's their breadwinner they know it's a short money so they're going to put whatever resources towards it but you would think that you have other big you know pretty substantial projects on it you wouldn't want to again divide the attention too much away from those and again i'm being selfish here because i'm talking about kingdom hearts first and foremost in most of these exchanges so bear with me uh you wouldn't want other projects to kind of get less attention because that could Put, that could put the profitability of your project and how well it's received on in, in jeopardy so this is the right way to go this is what square enix needed to do from a long time ago and i'm glad that they're starting to really form up now and pick and choose where they need to focus in on final fantasy uh, again kingdom hearts uh again so, again dragon quest stuff to a certain extent because i feel like dragon quest is like again in in in, in probably asian markets and japanese markets i feel like it's probably again well received i need to do the numbers on that to fully check it but again out in the west it's like it, it depends you know what i'm saying unless it's like mainline i feel like people are too inundated with how many different titles from the dragon quest series that they see to be like okay what is actually pure dragon quest and what's like a little offshoot that that's like a either a kitty game or something that's not really catered towards me but square enix knows a series that are gonna bring them in the most you know what i'm saying the most bread and the most kudos from the gamers who will appreciate them and i feel like now they're taking that corner to actually focus in on what what's most important you know for for, for a lot of companies, I'd say they have a lot on their plates and some, you know what I'm saying, some are warranted, some are not. In this case, Square Enix needs to lock in, you know what I'm saying, and take some stuff off of their plates so they can lock in on the big dishes and that's going to pay dividends so everybody else can eat well on the consumer side and on the, and on the development side. Damn. Did I miss my point? Did I miss the other point I was going to say? Yeah, I did. I know what it was. Um, I was going to say it. 
I'm not gonna lie. I completely missed that point. I, I forgot the set. I forgot what the Damn second it. point was. Uh, I, I agreed with everything you said, but I definitely forgot what the second point was. Ah, uh, it was something about the the whole thing at large. They just just gaming companies at large. Uh, oh, that's what oh, it was. Focusing on yes, quality. yeah, focusing on quality and people scaling back their projects. People scaling back their projects in general over the next few years. I feel like, I feel like it was Sean Layden like a year or two ago that talked about how gaming projects are getting more and more expensive over the years and it's either going to hit a head where you know what i'm saying where the consumer consumer prices where they have to buy for games is going to be like that much much higher or again like there's there's not going to be there's going to be a zero sum something's going to break in this system right now where we're spending more and more video games without certain levels of return on quality or you know other expected outcomes from it it's 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 a dangerous situation it's a, it's a tightrope and i feel like for for certain people and across the industry i feel like it would help if we just take a, a scale back and another maybe another approach and adjust our thinking on where the money goes to and how much money do you actually need for certain projects so i can tell you right now prince of persia probably did not cost as much as again a call of duty probably for a year i obviously didn't but is the reception and the uh, again the the public ire I guess no the public uh, you know what I'm saying attraction to this game different in their eyes yeah it, it, Prince of Persia most likely was not a triple A you know what I'm saying like full scale you know what I'm saying out of this world project it wasn't an astronomical project it's probably double A you know what I'm saying double A at best in in scope and scale but it's still a really good game and I feel like a lot of bigger companies need to start looking at that level if they're not equipped to fully service a triple a game in, in in this day and age you know what i'm saying it doesn't hurt to scale down as long as you make a quality product it doesn't hurt to scale back and scale down or if you're doing too much across a certain range of projects bring certain things back because you're only going to hurt the projects that you have out or you're going to push out because there's not there's not as much tlc into them that's that's all i gotta say on that point no i completely agree and I think like certain examples like that game, even games like that I played this year, which were quote unquote triple A, but not really were like uh, Yakuza, like a dragon, uh, Ishin, mm -hmm. not, not Ishin, uh, the man who forgot his name. That was a game that was to me was 50 bucks. There's no way it cost as much to do what they did in that game on other games. Obviously very different for, for a variety of reasons. Like I'm not going to sit here and act like though they didn't reuse a lot of assets that they had saved up. But I do believe that you can make quality amazing titles without having such a huge budget indies do it all the time i think a lot of it needs to come down to maybe some restructuring maybe some maybe some publishers need to get a little bit of a pay cut you know mm -hmm. maybe some executive producers don't need to make a million dollars hmm. a year. maybe we could we could bring hmm. some, some some funds in from different areas you know like how much money is administrative taking home at the end of the day when mm -hmm. they're not the ones that are making the game but outside of regular business good business practices i do think that even though i do feel like games will inevitably get more expensive as time goes on and as gamers a lot of us don't well, hate to admit it but a lot of us will pay those prices mm -hmm. but at the end of the day we're just gonna buy less of those products and why not become one of the smart developers who decides hey you know what i'm gonna make a 50 dollars game a 40 dollars game because I think people are going to be interested in playing this more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Again, and one of our games that we'll talk about in our main story 
that's what I, I, I want to see more of people who can at least provide that difference. Because if you're going to sell me a $70, $80 game, that's not going to have as much love in it. And you're just going to crowd and pack the world with different crap. I don't want it. I'm not going to enjoy myself. I'm not going to feel what I want to feel from a game of that scope and scale to be lost in it. I feel like I'm going to be, I feel like it's, it's going to feel bloated rather than rich and worth exploring. You know what I'm saying? In that side. So yeah. Consider scaling it back, some of y'all. Consider scaling it back. All right, pushing on here. We got one story in the trailer trove this week, a quick one. We had some announcement yesterday as of this recording that Sony has now announced an Until Dawn feature film in development. They have, uh, I believe, the Shazam director, David Sandberg, and the screenwriter from The Nun and Annabelle, Gary Dauberman, uh, on the case. So we're getting an Until Dawn movie. When, how you feel about that? I wonder if it's going to be like a regular movie or is it going to be something along the lines of kind of like Bandersnatch or whatever, where mm. like you choose your own adventure. But I feel like that's what the game was for. Yeah. So I... I don't think that they should go that route but i would love for them to go a route that is not seen in the game as well because i know they think there's like multiple different endings and things like that i kind of would like for them to like say this is like the movie canonical experience or whatever the heck as opposed to like retelling the the game because mm -hmm. those games while they are very much video games i'm not trying to like discredit them or anything i feel like it's for a more ca casual fan like somebody who's more interested in watching a movie than they are uh, playing a video game yeah so i've so I think that it could be a good a good idea to like do something that isn't that isn't something we've already seen because I feel like the people who are interested in that game regardless of their video game prowess have already experienced maybe multiple endings or even just watch their favorite YouTuber play. Mhm. Mm uh-huh. I agree. I agree. And in this sense uh, we always talk about does does it make sense for this movie to actually be a, a movie? And again, you could you could make an argument that this project until dawn is probably the most apt case for a movie because you got you had Remy Malik, you had so many different actors in there already who were putting in putting in performances. It, it was mostly again, it was predominantly narrative based. You had some choice in the matter of the branching paths. A story's already set in there. You know what I'm saying? Everything seems teed up to be some type of again decent horror movie or something like that. I just don't I don't know what my only question would be what would they do for the setup of the movie were they just gonna like do it the exact same with different characters Cause, i mean we already seen some prominent actors again on there like i mentioned remy malik and uh, a few other people that were that were there brenda's song was in there right was she yeah, in the first she was in, she was in the, la the latest one i think oh, okay she was in the, okay she's the latest one but like in that in that first cast, there were still again like known actors in there are you gonna keep the same cast as those actors and maybe uh, adjust the plot because those are supposed to be like teenagers or just like like 20 year olds or something like that in, in the plot are you going to adjust that for the story or are you going to tweak it to something else and you know what i'm saying or, or keep the same story and change the acting cast at, in, in total just to just to provide something for the audience will it change the perception of it maybe a little bit i don't know but it just that's definitely just something worth asking as they're getting into the film and, and writing it recording and all that stuff like that but if there's any game 
that has been suited to a movie screen is probably the one that is most like a movie already in its core form. You know what I'm saying? Or at least close to a movie in its core form. So uh, until dawn, this is actually a no-brainer. But again, it continues that trend. Sony's trying to take over in, in many different lanes, and they're trying to be omni-channel with these gaming IPs. They want to be not just a gaming IP. They want to be a movie IP. They want to be, a, again, a TV show IP. They want to be, a, you know what I'm saying, a damn magazine, anime IP, a manga, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Sony is really trying to go omni-channel across. They're trying to go beyond just the controller at this point way beyond and they've been at this for a couple of years and uh, again they're trying to dip their toes into more of the horror side now on this end so i i think it actually is a good idea with this with this movie and uh, i guess we'll see how it turns out 1000 i'm excited to see what happens and definitely is a, uh, a movie that even if I, I already i know what happens in the game i'm still gonna tap in it's still gonna be a, a, a fun time 100 100 uh yeah and moving on to the main story for today, as I said in the opening of this episode, we are just off of the Xbox Developer Direct 2024. Had a few games that showed up. Uh, again, got uh, some some uh, you know I'm saying details on a few of them. I think four different titles plus a surprise one, and we can get through to that as well. Uh, first, we can talk about. Uh, let's roll to Aura History Un told uh when you know what i'm saying you you had you had some choice words over uh our history untold as they kind of ran through you know what i'm saying their you know the different systems the timeline you choose the choice that you could make the different again just all the different the, the prestige score the crafting systems you know what i'm saying uh, everything that was in there pc and pc game pass uh fall this year is coming but uh real, real walk us through our history untold what you saw of it so they showed us this uh, very much a Civ-like game, a 4X game strategy. Uh, it seems to be like you're going to be progressing through uh, different civilizations, uh, like different eras, not civilizations. So it, obviously, uh, the people who made this were people who created Civ 5, which mm -hmm. some would argue is the best Civ game that was created. Um, now, the reason the, they they taken a couple things that they said that were different. They said um, for winning is uh, different in this game. It's not like where you play in Civ, where it's like science, domination, or uh, culture, or like there's like where there's a set parameters. This game is going to be more allowing people to play they want to play and allowing them to win how they want to win. I don't know if that means or like in its core you will get to decide those things, or mm. if it's something like you set up at the beginning of the match, like hey, people who want who have a population of X Y Z will win this game, or whatever. But it is a really cool concept because I don't really see that too often in in forex games it's very much like playing by my set rules but mm. other people can like mod it and do etc etc so i think that part is really cool there's a lot of things i do like about it like that really sold me that way of winning really sold me certain things kind of got a little sticky and by a little sticky i mean like in the area of like this is going to be annoying to learn like uh, yeah. crafting i've normally you don't really have to craft in games like this i mean you like farm resources and you have these resources to use but when you say crafting now it's different now it's like it seems to me like i have to go and say i want x amount of swords to be produced i want x amount of this to be done which is like in theory cool but is it going to become too micromanage me micromanage like that's my only concern mm -hmm. but all in all i think it's had a really good showing really interested in playing it game pass phenomenal place to put it because these kind of games these strategy games they kind of have their diehard fandoms and if i'm somebody who is a uh, used to playing Civ, I own all the Civ DLC, what's the point of me doing anything that's not Civ? 
I'm more likely to try this Xbox game because at the end of the day, um, this Xbox game is going to be free. So I got I, I should ta- I might as well tap in. Yeah, no, I hear it. I hear it. And again, I liked how they kind of mapped out the world, like again, the defined lines. I think like what they called it, living world, just kind of that. And I just liked how they laid a lot of things out. The 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 system of like kind of picking their the the leaders and the, the prestige scores specifically, just some of those systems actually stuck out. They they seemed to me fairly intuitive fairly intuitive yeah. at least at least from what i gathered so it looks again it looks really really good i liked how I, again a lot of it seems pretty good they had even had like fucking they had like mechs son yeah mechs yeah, in there yeah like, like how far can you even progress in this game it looks it looks wild it is crazy and again like all the different prioritization on again the different side goals that you can have on top of winning the game uh it's dope it's dope, man. I, I I am I'm actually interested in some stuff like this. I need to have a dabble. I told I said this during the like the recording of it and stuff when we watched it live, but I need to have a second to actually dive back into just like you know RTX games and stuff and just remember what the fuck I got to do to win and just understand the meta again because I haven't played in a long time since again. I'm not gonna say the game too much, but Age of Myth, you already know what time it is. Uh, but I I'm I I think from what I saw, this looks like a really good just like just evolution on on top of what we know and just especially from the just just from a system standpoint from a system and feel standpoint it looks a lot smoother than anything i've seen really before from this from the genre so looks good no for sure damn man yeah and uh after that we had uh some look in on hell blade to Senua's saga they talked a little bit more about it we saw some more gameplay uh just went into a deep dive about again just more of the systems the story they said that she's gonna branch out she's gonna go back and find the people who kind of like did her wrong and uh, i think she's going what to norway uh, norway or finland i can't remember i can't remember what what exact country she's going back to but she she's going back for some revenge and she's meeting people she's she's like again She's really going out. She's going after her, bro. She's going after some people. She's getting a squad with her. She's talking with normal people this time, people. She's talking with normal people, not the voice in her head alone. She's got some actual companions with her beyond that. So, uh, when talk us through uh, how'd you feel about the more details on Senio Saga? I mean, game is already probably in contention for game of the year. I think we all can agree on that. Looks phenomenal. The one thing that I took away from it that was probably one of my my things that I liked the most was when they were talking about like the audio mm-hmm. and the effects that it's going to to give, like being everything being spatial and everything like the way they describe the voices and how like yeah you it would feel like they're coming from all over the place now all of the audio is coming from all over the place it's really going to give that effect of like man am I going crazy is like is is what I'm seeing uh, accurate like is this what is this what life is like is all this real and it's something that i i'm really excited to to see them explore you don't really hear too much stuff when it comes to video game audio and like in unless you're going into like the, the, the super in-depth dev directs and you're following them like i'm really happy that they took that time to talk about that because it's something that kind of sold me on this experience and now i'm more excited to play this and and take my time and they also talked about how combat the whole all of combat is completely different mm-hmm. and how it's supposed to tell a story with their combat like man what a these this game looks like it's going to be something completely brand new and very refreshing to see so i cannot wait for this game yeah uh all i gotta say is if you haven't played hellblade one 
go play it go play it it was again less than 12 hours this was a really really good experience and i feel like they're building on it so much it's it's dope it's dope and again it's dropping may 21st so there's some good time i i just love it again if you want something that's that that's just like the gameplay elements are so woven together throughout everything you see and everything you do senua saga and senua again hellblade like hellblade one are probably some of the best examples over the past few years of like everything being melded together in such a way you know what i'm saying like it just feels like one system one body one just thing breathing and acting and moving and, and you're interacting with it you're amongst that one you know what i'm saying that one essence of a game and i i love that i love that i i usually i would have thought i'll be shook for games like this and i wouldn't play them but the first one i was very much into it i was in tune and when i already you know covered it but that spatial audio that that level of stuff that you heard in the first game with just the voices and some of the guides and you know for the puzzles and stuff being that it changes now into a whole atmospheric thing with all the story elements this could be something very special on on a lot of different fronts so i'm excited for this i think i think it isn't it is going to be a contender for game of the year uh again they said seven eight hours and on top of that 49.99 people 49.99 as a starting price don't don't sleep don't sleep man get the first one i'm pretty sure it might be on game pass go get this go get it all right all right and we can move on to the surprise the surprise of the show we had an extra uh, i guess drop in from square enix again a third time on on the episode today but they dropped in for some extra information on visions of mana it will be dropping summer of this year on xbox series x s and pc on game pass i i'm pretty sure it will be too no con- confirmation on that but i'm pretty sure it will uh when you would look surprised when you saw this and you know what I'm saying you look delighted to see some details on it how would you feel about that when i first saw it i think it was at the game awards and i thought to myself like man this game looks really good but i don't know if it's ever going to be out like if it's ever going to be close to being done um mostly just because i hadn't i it was probably one of the first times i've seen it or at least i didn't remember the last time that i did but i was really happy to see this game because this game looks like a lot of fun it looks like those people who are big fans of dragon quest who haven't tapped into a tales game like this is this is the time that game looked like a lot of fun the rp the, the action rpg it is very much it reminded me of nino kuni in a way mm. but i haven't played nino kuni just you know the look of nino kuni of like just walking around in like a battle area and not necessarily being in the being in the mix but at the same time you know it's an rpg like you know there's only a certain area that you can get out of but it also kind of reminded me of like a slow down uh kingdom hearts 3 situation where like it does you're not just you're you're in an area and you can use spells and like this you can see these cool animations and you could like brawl it up but like it's kind of contained into its own little space all in all though combat sold me art style sold me the music was pretty good i think it's all yeah. I, I think it's a solid solid action uh rpg and i'm definitely my if it, it's on game pass so i'm definitely going to be downloading it and giving it a try hey big ass wolf dog pangolin combo that's all i have to say that's all i have to say tap in because what other game doing that that's that 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 again just the art style look good that look good big ass pangolin dog combination one of them ones 
that is all all right moving on <laughs> we're going into uh avowed avowed had their deep dive and again they showed off again the world some of the characters again some of the flexibility in your gameplay styles you can switch between a lot of different weapons depending on the context uh we saw again swords and shields we saw double spell bindings or spell cast like a gunslinger again the, the different narrative choices they again really put forth the more gray area that they have in their again their story driven games you can see the consequences of those things happen in real time as you complete certain missions um yeah just discovering secrets looking going through this whole world and and just really you know getting it in getting it in uh how do we feel about this uh it looked really interesting i want to see what what other enemies there are though because the combat not it didn't look stiff or anything like that but it seemed very kind of formulaic mm. but of course this is me looking at the game as opposed to playing the game because that's something that like i kind of like one of my bad habits is like assuming it's not going to be good because it looks like it's not super good like i remember playing um i remember playing knockout city and seeing gameplay mm. and being like man this looks super simple it doesn't look fun but i could see it being a lot of fun when you're actually but when i actually played the game i was like wow this game is actually really really fun so i'm excited to see what this game is going to shape up to be um and how it plays i really really cannot wait to to get my hands on it i'm a little concerned about the story but i don't really know anything about the story so i i don't want to speak ill of it because i don't really know much the world looked phenomenal though i can i can truly say that that game looked like a game similar to skyrim but like in hd like mm. vibrant like it was imagined on 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 a different scale i'm excited to see and the the, the characters also seem like they had a lot of different diversity so i can't wait to, to dive into the lore of the game like honestly super excited and yeah it's gonna be dope you know i'm i'm angry i'm angry at this you know why we saw another what? set of killmonger braids we can't escape the style yeah. it's still here yeah. why come on son come on now obsidian i thought you were better than this <laughs> now i'm fucking with y'all but uh that's, that's slightly annoying but it is what it is who really cares in the grand scheme of things we'll we'll get to we'll cross that bridge when we get to it we can hope for better one day but how the game looked to me again this looked very very solid very very within the wheelhouse i expect from obsidian i ain't gonna lie just to rebut you um uh, story is the least of my worries with these guys they, the story is the least of my worries with obsidian i i think that the outer worlds to me prove that they can make something good especially with the formula that they have um again my biggest concern and at this point is the gameplay if it's going to be mystical if it's going to be on that side no no gunplay like the outer world so less to bank on how do you make it feel fun how do you make it flow again i see the intricacies of the parry system that they included again there was a few different enemy types there they were like small little skirmisher dinosaur types there were people that healed they had the swords and shields it was good it was a good mix there and again in the players themselves again you saw the double spell binders the double the double wands to throw spells uh again you could pull out a sword and you got you can cast things i saw a good range of of approaches to attack enemies in the game i'm just hoping the flow of it feels a little bit it smoother from what my eyes are seeing and it probably is but i just don't want to again i don't want to definitively cast judgment on it uh, looking at it from a, again this first point of view from what i see the gameplay loop looks 
varied enough for me to have fun throughout it. And I'm glad that they made it uh, a point of emphasis to say a lot of these stories may lock you into a certain play style, but we're not going to do that. We're going to give you access to everything or an access to switch certain things at certain times to give you that edge or give you that ability to switch to something that you want. Again, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be a skill tree or something that is going to basically make you focus on certain things or another but i'm hoping that there's enough room in that skill path to again open up some things for all for all you know all sides of the coin or all sides of the tree so for me i'm i'm happy obsidian uh, they they know where they stand in my book i love obsidian they they do great work and i can't wait i can't wait for this one definitely uh something i am looking forward to and fall 2024 man you, you think you think we're locked in for a fall 2024 like a september october that makes sense I think I looked really it looked really far ahead in development so I don't I don't think that that would be crazy so I'm, I'm going to go say, I'm going to say yes. Hopefully I'm not jinxing it. Mm, okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see about it. We'll see about it. And on to the last game shown at uh, this developer direct. We had a look in for Machine Games and their take on Indiana Jones as we got a first gameplay view of Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Now, uh, there's a lot of a lot of stuff shown again. The gameplay set pieces, some of the context on the story. Uh, you know, saying Indiana Jones himself is going to be, you know, saying Harrison Ford's likeness with Troy Baker's voice all in there. You can hear that man all through the trailer. Um, but from for what we saw from this this reveal, what'd you make of Indiana Jones and the Great Circle? It looks, it looks really good for an Indiana Jones game. I have to add that part. <laughs> I, I don't like. It's not even a disrespectful thing. It's kind of just like a, I don't really know what I was expecting for an Indiana Jones game. And this looks pretty solid, like a good solid uh, title. If you're a fan of Indiana Jones, I am not. Like I'm just not a huge indie fan. Uh, no real reason other than the fact that just growing up i didn't watch it until i was way older and i'm like oh these movies are cool but it's not i'm not gonna be like yo we need to rewatch all three of these movies right like every year kind of guy mm -hmm. but it looked interesting uh the whip combat looks interesting i hope there are like the main villain is a man of darker skin color don't know how we feel about throwing a whip at the guy I'm just, you know. Listen, we, we, we got Nazis. We got Nazis. We got Nazis. We got Nazis. Yeah, you know what I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're fighting Nazis. So I'm like, cool. We'll beat them Nazis. Cool but yeah, other than that, it looks pretty all right. Like, it, lo it looks pretty solid for an Indiana Jones game. Like, it could honestly be really, really bad. But it could also be really, really good for those people who like the, the franchise. That's why I don't want to, like, talk too much smack because at the end of the day, this just might not be a game for me type vibe, mm -hmm. you know? Maybe it's not meant for people who aren't Indiana Jones fans, but for people who are. They're going to have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nah, listen, I ain't going to lie. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised at what I saw. Pleasantly surprised. Again, especially with how well they depicted, you know what I'm saying, Indy's character. You know what I'm saying? I think Troy Baker's voice acting in there is just solid, good work. The set pieces, the environments, they look really, really good. I like that they have the first-person focus, you know what I'm saying, and maintaining that while adding some third-person elements. Again, like the, the traversal you can do with the rope. You might, you know what I'm saying, climb it up a pipe or something like that. They'll switch to third-person. I'm glad that they have those moments to switch between to provide some perspective on it. 
I'm very curious to see what some of these action set pieces look like. Probably my biggest concern out of the gate looking at it is some of the gunplay that's mixed in with just the general combat the, the only thing we saw of it was just him pulling out the pistol and that looked a little bit stiff in and of itself so i'm hoping that's not all we see of it for one and we get a little bit more you know what i'm saying india you know might not have the heaviest weaponry outside of maybe like the the airplane machine gun that he was toting but i i hope that we have a little bit more you know what i'm saying fluidity in that in the gunplay and in the combat that that we that we're gonna see in this game that's just my two cents and through the set piece i hope there's just a little bit more fluidity and running through those so outside of that i'm liking what i'm seeing again i like the build up i'm liking the character cast i'm liking the 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 conflict the setup uh i'm already again i'm indiana jones uncharted national treasure history you know what i'm saying fool i like that type of stuff i like these types of stories so the puzzle play i heard is going to be a good amount of it so prepare to struggle if you ain't about that life it's gonna suck i.e you know what i'm saying me half of the time sometimes i'm locked in sometimes i'm not but i'm glad that they said that and they they provided a really good emphasis on it there's like yeah there's gonna be some there's gonna be some puzzles that are required they're optional ones and then there are ones that are really hidden in the the environment itself so you may even pass through some so i'm liking that they did provide some emphasis and a point of difference where other action games are you know what i'm saying like a uncharted might might reign similar they're going to provide more again incentive to go explore and find puzzles that are hidden in the environments you walk through which i think is a good point of difference for a game like this coming out the gate so uh yeah from from what i see i'm liking what i'm seeing and again i believe we we're still holding to a, a 2024 release date for this so it's on the way to come out it's going through i have i have some I have some vested faith that this will actually be a decent game. I would give it, I would give it a seven to eight range probably. It, it, my my gut is telling me that, but I'm hoping that this can, you know, I'm saying really deliver and hopefully aspire to more uh, when it fully releases. But for right now, I do enjoy what I'm seeing. I hope there's a little bit more fluidity and smoothness to the the movement of indie in these environments. Uh, everything else though, the plot looks interesting enough. Um, I'm interested again history I'm a, I'm a whore for that type of stuff so you 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 got me sold um yeah just just wanted to see more of the gameplay just more of the action set pieces and sequences as you kind of run through environments with the multiple branching play styles you can sneak you can you know what i'm saying use the you can uh you know what i'm saying use the whip for different you know what i'm saying ways to get around um but that is another plus as well the, the the applications of the whip you can use that to distract you can use it to you know grapple people and of course melee itself i like that they're multi, it's multi-purpose because again it, it is a multi-purpose weapon so i like that they definitely applied it in terms of the gameplay system Systems. that seemed really cool to me as well i liked how um woven in that was i'm wondering what else might be in either a skill tree or you know what i'm saying uh uh a potential like i guess move list or move set that this that he has with all the tools or or eventual set of equipment that he might get across the game interested in that as well but um from my gut reactions i think i think it could be solid i think it could be solid yeah i also agree like seven eight range for sure but it's one of those games where it's like it gets an eight but if you're an indie fan you're gonna love it like, mm -hmm. you're gonna be like, yeah this is, yeah this is the most definitive experience i've had uh, mm -hmm. as a fan of this franchise yeah um, and honestly i think that's fine because you don't 
You don't Facts. need to be a, it's not it's not supposed to make everybody happy. It's an Indiana Jones game. It's supposed to make Indiana Jones fans happy. Facts. Set set right between um what's it called? Or Lost Ark and um The Last Crusade. So people are gonna be right at home with this type of this type of thing in terms of the context of Indiana Jones' arc. You know what I'm saying? And ain't no Shia LaBeouf joint, so you guys should be all right. You guys it should be better than that movie. Uh mm -hmm. so uh yeah, no, that's solid. That's solid. But looking at the the developer direct overall, you know what I'm saying, just letter grading it, how do how do you feel about what you saw and what the delivery was and and uh you know just overall thoughts on it on the show it's so difficult because i think this is more this is such a different like vibe than what we're used to right we're used to like oh let's like let's grade it on a letter um on like how they were trying to market this towards us how hyped the trailers were but i don't think they were really trying to make things hype they were kind of just trying to make things understandable you know they were kind of just like yo here's an update of what we've been doing um let me know if you you fuck with it but it's not meant necessarily like yo here's a trailer and we're dropping boom we got harrison for the real voice actor on like you know what I'm like they're not trying to get me hyped they're just trying to like talk about their game which i honestly thought was really fun was really nice um if i had to give this a letter grade ah uh, i don't know because i would have to like rate it differently than i would rate normal normal like directs so i'm gonna go ahead and say that this was mm, I want to say it was a B because I, I left with a lot of new information, um, a lot of games that I in, that I was excited to see. Uh, I got to see more of those games, and yeah, all in all, it was just a, a really good. I want to say it was a really good showcase of mm. what people are working on. I'm gonna give it a B plus for what you stated. On top of the fact that everything we everything here was on Nintendo timing. We heard reveal and it will be dropping in 2024 at least to, to our knowledge right now they've doubled down on these 2024 dates from all these games especially the surprise one that they just dropped so we got may 21st um may 21st summer fall um i, th I think well what was our history untold i can't remember what what when they said it was dropping i think I that was dropping no i don't think it was fall was this summer it was dropping this oh, yeah. maybe in, in any case question. yeah in any yeah, case dropping this year all of them for sure said they are dropping this year all of them 100 percent said hey we're doubling down this year yeah our history and totals fall this year so it it's it's good to see that they're like very stringent about this or at least attempting to be very stringent about hey the games you're seeing right now you're gonna see them later this year so don't even trip about it's being years out and it's not like actual games that don't have gameplay or blah 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 they're following suit with nintendo and saying hey you wanted something direct it's coming to you live and direct in a few months just sit tight so for that fact and and my i guess my philosophy on it that which is definitely in line with more of what nintendo's been doing over the past couple of years and what uh, xbox is trying to do here i gotta give it some extra points there uh, just for the fact that we're gonna be able to get our hands on these sooner rather than later so b plus for me yeah dang and outside of that uh that's all we got on this episode i don't think we really missed any other news outside of that. i think we we're pretty caught up it was a it was a smaller week but still some things in there a anything that we might have not covered uh the only thing was um the league of legend games bandle city getting a trailer i think they, they that was like really but it's not even a really big news but the game did like come out i forgot that that game got announced in uh the game awards so it was cool to see it like oh you guys it's still coming out it's kind of like a stardew valley with like mm. uh but you're playing as like little yordles from league of legends so, like little guys like hyman dinger type vibes mm. um, oh um something that just dropped seven minutes ago uh, apparently ed is coming to Street Fighter in February. 
uh, February 2024. Ed is coming. Oh, I don't that's know. sick. We just got, we literally just, just got a trailer for that seven minutes ago. I can drop that literally in the chat that, that went through. Um, the only thing I have outside of this is, oh, and I, I'm only saying this because I'm mad. Bro, there's apparently a Wizards of Waverly Play sequel series. Brother, let it die. Let it live. Let it be. When I don't uh, say something, say something, cause nah, I, nah, man. I don't know what you want me. I don't know what you want me to say. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't really. Uh, I'm not really tapped into the. Should I care? Is this? Uh, I didn't no, really, I you shouldn't. Cool. Okay, I shouldn't. I don't. Oh my goodness. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking with you. Feel how you feel. But all I'm saying is, I don't know how to feel. That's what I'm. That's, yeah. I've only I watched the show in passing. I thought it was cool, but I didn't really care too too much. Um, sure, they're remaking these old shows, but I'm not. I wasn't surprised. I'm like, they like, go. Oh, I guess these people need money again. Like, Selena Gomez and the dude who played her brother were like, "Hey, we need a bag." And Disney was like, "We can make a quick, a quick buck, real quick." Mm. Hey, man. But I'll... <sighs> I have words that will be spoken in full soon. But all you need to know is nostalgia needs to die, and that's all I gotta say on that. Uh, yeah, damn, bro. That first theme song was a banger, though. That's all I'm gonna say, though. All right, that's the only thing. That's the only thing I give y'all. That first theme song was a banger. All right, leave it be. A anyways, uh, that's all we got for this episode, man. I ain't got no more dang news. Uh, we will talk to y'all more in the coming weeks and months about what we got planned. Uh, shoot, we got some dope things in the works. I'll tell you that right now. A lot more people to see, a lot more people to talk with, a lot more games to, uh, you know what I'm saying, cover, man. I'm definitely going to try and get my hands on, of course, uh, Power World's coming, so that's going to be automatic talk talking points in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm going to try and uh, actually sit down and get to um, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, and watch through it, maybe, maybe give some reviews or final impressions after the fact, and then we'll see what else we can cover in the coming weeks, just to, you know what I'm saying, give you some more gaming perspective from the Squid Dog uh as we get up out of here when give me a closing notes make sure you drink your water make sure you pre-order those games uh and enjoy life be be grateful for the the stuff that we have man it's gonna be a really dope game year in gaming will it be 2023 size i think it, i think it won't be but i think it also have a lot of good reasons to be happy though so you know keep it locked here for a bunch of cool stuff happening 100 man hey tap in all i'm saying is 2024 you're gonna be seeing us a lot more in places you might not expect so hey keep your eyes peeled and and let people know no cool down out here we out in this bitch man let's go uh that's all we got for episode 82 no cool down podcast this has been that man trip make sure you show us some love on all this all the channels and socials make sure you keep running the podcast numbers up and rating us five stars and all that good shit this has been the squad but we are out of here. Okay, bye.